0: It's wonderful to be with you again for the worship of God. Our scripture is Psalm 139. O Lord, you have searched me and you know me. You know when I sit and when I rise. The night will shine like the day, for darkness is as light to you. For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place. When I was woven together in the depths of the earth, your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. How precious to me are your thoughts, O God! How vast is the sum of them! Were I to count them, they would outnumber the grains of sand. When I awake, I am still with you. and know my anxious thoughts see if there is any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting the word of the Lord thanks be to God I think we've just been reminded why all the generations of Jewish and Christian believers have loved this psalm it's one of the great treasures of scripture Here's a prayer so lyrical, so intimate, so revealing at its heights and depths that when you read it or hear it, you're likely to get converted all over again. Hard to know the circumstances that generated this prayer. Maybe somebody has accused the writer unjustly, and maybe that's why he gets so indignant against the enemies of God. Maybe that's why he wants so much for God to search him and know his heart. But whatever his reason for writing, the inspired author of this psalm tells us something that we will take home with us this noon. He tells us a truth that can be downright scary. He says that God is inescapable. The psalmist says we can conceal our thoughts from each other, but not from God. We can hide our shame from each other, but not from God. We can outsmart our competitors, but nobody outsmarts God. We can move out of town. In fact, we can keep on moving away from each other, the way people do in C.S. Lewis's picture of hell, the landscape full of abandoned houses as everybody moves away in kind of a mad desolation. We can outmove each other, but we can't outmove God. We can outlive each other, but nobody outlives God. We can keep each other in the dark, but nobody can keep God in the dark because God has perfect night vision. We can try to drown our anxieties by drinking ourselves stupid, but when we come to, God will be there. Even death does not end at all. People who hope to end it all discover that at the end, there is God, and now they have to deal with God all over again. Facts are stubborn things. And the sober fact is that I can't get away from God. Where would I go? As the psalmist says, if I fly high, so does God. If I sink low, so does God. If I rise with the dawn or set with the evening sun, God rises and sets right along with me. Up, down, east, west, makes no difference. There is no exit anywhere. Even if I burrow into the womb of the earth, I will find that God is already there. I can't get outside God. God's house has no outdoors. I can't even retreat into the sanctuary of my own mind because God tracks every thought. God records all the desires and devices of my heart. God knows not only what I say, but also what I think. Not only what I say, but also what I almost said. God knows the kind word I forgot to say. And a kind word I never even dreamt of saying. It can make a person crazy. I always have company. I never have privacy. Everywhere I go, I am watched. 1998 film titled Enemy of the State. The actor Will Smith played a labor lawyer named Robert Dean. In this film, Dean has a good job. He has a Georgetown house. He's got a wonderful family. Everything is sunny side up until the day that a former classmate surreptitiously slips a video into Robert Dean's shopping bag. The video has a murder on it. It has the evidence that could convict a government official of the murder. And so the government official, discovering that Dean has the video, comes after him. Using the vast power of the federal government, he taps Dean's phones, he hacks into Dean's computer, he films every move Dean makes, he even bugs Robert Dean's clothing. And as the film goes on, you get this awful, creepy sense of what it is to be watched. Somebody knows when I sit and when I rise. Somebody knows when I come and when I go. Somebody knows which pair of lateral incisors shred my dental floss. Somebody is familiar with all my ways because somebody is watching. Somebody is listening. Somebody is studying me as if I were a rat trapped in a lab. Here's the nightmare That in the 20th century turned Orwell and Kafka into household names. Here is the threat to personal privacy that people dread so much that they will do almost anything to escape it. And now the psalmist reveals that our lack of privacy is not just some 20th century nightmare continued into the 21st century, it's Bible truth. God has hemmed me in. God is behind and before. God has laid his hand upon me. At the end of every hallway, at the top of every flight of stairs, around every corner, there is God. We have no escape, no retreat, no privacy at all, and this is why in every age, People have wanted to kill God. If God keeps impinging on me, if God keeps crowding on me, if God will give me no room to live and move and have my being, I will reject God. I will try to get rid of God. I'll deny God, remove God. I'll pass a law that outlaws God. I'll organize a conference that reimagines God. I'm saying people will try almost anything to escape the inescapable God. The mere fact of God's godness, the fact that God is God, and not we ourselves, has always been intolerable to us human beings in our sin. This is a main reason our Savior ended up on a Roman cross, The Gospels tell us that Jesus Christ brought God much too close for comfort. Much too close. And so, when God gets too close, people want to cross him out. The Gospels tell us that priests plotted against him, that Judas betrayed him, that three disciples fell asleep on him, that witnesses lied about him, and that Peter denied him. Each of these things was a stake in Jesus' heart before the Romans pounded them through his hands and feet. This is the killer's response to the inescapable God. And centuries have taught us that in our sin, we human beings are always tempted by it. O Lord, you have searched me and you know me Too awful for me? Too resentful for me? No. The psalmist says such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It's a wonder that God knows me through and through. And this changes everything. What if God's knowledge of me is the knowledge of a loving creator who knit me together in my mother's womb? What if the all-knowing God has not got me trapped in a lab, but cradled in his grace? What if I quit fighting the inescapable God and surrender to him? What if I give in to the God? I cannot escape. Probably the greatest of the church fathers was St. Augustine. He tells us in his autobiography that he fought God off for years. He tells us of all the years that he wandered in the labyrinths of his own desire and thought. And how late he came to his heart's true home. Late have I loved you, Augustine prays. Late have I loved you, O beauty so ancient and so new. Late have I loved you. You were with me. And I was not with you. But you called. You cried out to me. You broke open my deafness. You scattered my blindness. You touched me. And I burned for your peace. The writer of Psalm 139, at the end... Is at peace. It's a comfort that God alone knows me through and through because no one else is up to the job. Think about this with me, folks. If your bad secrets get out, other people will discuss them, they will exploit them, they will gossip about them, they will get self righteous over them, but they will not respond to them with the perfect sorrow and love of God. If your good secrets get out, other people may doubt them or may envy them or may mock them, but they will not respond to them with the perfect joy and love of God. Nobody else can know us through and through and still love us unconditionally. Nobody else can know us through and through and retain wholesale enthusiasm for us as a beloved son or daughter. Oh God, you have hemmed me in behind and before. You have laid your hand upon me. And maybe it feels to us at times that that hand of God is too heavy on us, but remember that it is a hand that has been wounded by our transgressions and bruised by our iniquities. And remember that the God who keeps watch over us does so not like Big Brother, but does so like Jesus in Gethsemane, watching and waiting to do his terrible work, even though it is midnight in his soul. Robert Dean was under surveillance and wanted out. You and I are under care and we should want in. Brothers and sisters, I've come to Ivan CRC this morning to say really just one thing. To be watched could be a nightmare. Or to be watched could be our main comfort. Everything depends, doesn't it, on who is watching. Let us pray to God. O Lord, you have searched me and you know me. You know me in the light and in the dark. You know me in the shadows that are neither light nor dark. You know, O Lord, not only what I say, but also what I almost said. You know me when my pride makes me swell, and you know when my shame makes me shrink. O Lord, you are familiar with all my ways, and you love me still. In Jesus' name.